Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host. Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Nocho Prano. Hello, Andy. How are you, Joe? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. I, let's, I just want to address it out of the gate. Are you addicted to your cell phone? I don't think so. We kind of got into it during the pre-show, if you see on YouTube, I think you're addicted to your phone. The reason I know I'm not addicted to my phone is the same reason I know I'm not addicted to alcohol or addicted because there are times where I'll just go forever without checking my phone. Okay. Like if I'm doing something. Yeah. But it's just around me. You don't want to talk to me. So you're on your phone. What do you mean? I feel like you're on your phone a lot when you're around me. Well, this is a great example. Like when I'm with you especially like pre-show or post-show, I know I'm about to mostly ignore it for two hours. Okay. So like, for example, last episode when I was here, I got two phone calls from my manager during the show, which is always like a thing for me. And I know Randy listens to the show, so I'll just say it. But like, send me a text or leave me a message if it's important. Now, she had an excuse for why she didn't leave me a message. She wanted to tell me something personally yeah you know she didn't want it to be in a message but uh it rang twice and i didn't answer it obviously because we were doing the show so the second we got off air i was like well i gotta call her back yeah and then she gave me you know a booking and then i had to put it in my phone and then so then the next 10 minutes after i was our episode i had to attend to the business that i did not tend to while we were doing our show because i'm not addicted to our my phone you sure yeah you sure you're not addicted to the phone? Yeah, because I again, just like booze, like people will be like, "Oh, you're you know, you drink a lot," and then I'm like, "I didn't drink for like the whole night." You know what I mean? Like if I go on vacation, the phone goes away. If I go surfing, like I'm not like, "Oh, where's my phone?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But there are people who I feel like are addicted to their phones. They're always they're always like doing the circles from like one thing to the next. Like I'll check Instagram, then I'll check Facebook, then I'll check Twitter, yeah. then I'll do this. Like I check Instagram maybe. Twice a day. I check Twitter a lot, especially when I'm like battling it out with racist trolls like I spent my day yesterday doing. How much time do you think you put into battling trolls? Yesterday, that was like my day. I was like, Like, I'm just doing it. That was your day of all days, I think. Yeah. Since I've known you. I've never seen any it's it's always those. It's always it's always something along the same lines. Because to me, like what I'm doing with like the Kaepernick thing is I will keep responding to you until you give up and you will give up because I have the truth and but the, the right answers on my side. Do you not get fatigued? Because me at a certain point... Say, like you're just seeing the same responses over and over. Well, this is what I say. At a certain point, again, we have a format. We have a platform. We're very lucky to be able to talk about sports, politics, personal life, whatever we want, right? Yep. Twice a week. So this is where we're different. And I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong by, by any means. I'm just saying I don't have the patience that you have. I would just say 
like like I even did that with the. You derp- just say like I'm gonna say my piece, and then you can hear my piece, and that's it. Yeah, but the thing is, is like exactly. for example, we don't have to go into it today because we've gone into it in a million times. But like the Kaepernick thing, yeah, um, I could just say my piece here that like it's so blatantly obvious that he's being blackballed from the league because sure. this and this and this. But somebody at home is listening to it, and they're like, "It's not that he's blackballed; he's just bad." And then they they go on in their life thinking that's true. But then when they say it to me, I can go like. Is he worse than Nathan Peterman, the historically worst quarterback to ever set foot on planet Earth? Is he worse than Tom Savage? Is he worse than Blaine Gabbert? And they're like, well, it's not that he's just that he's bad. It's that he's bad and he's a media circus. And then I go, you mean like Tim Tebow? And they're like, well, it's not that he's bad and he's a media circus. It's that the media circus around him is about this kneeling issue and not about that he was like a Heisman winner. And then I'm like, so we agree. So we agree that the entire thing is because he kneeled. And then they're like, fuck you! And they like storm off to, you know, I guess probably a Donald Trump convention or to some sort of, you know, uh, police athletic league softball game where they pat a guy on the back who murdered an innocent black man yesterday. I don't know. I don't know what these guys are doing. But like my favorite thing in the world is when somebody starts with that argument, like it's because he sucks. And then I go, well, this. And then, and by the end, they're like, you know what? You're just a cuck. I got to go. I have better things to do in my life. Well, you replied to me 80 times. You got served on each one of your points. That's the, that's the final like that's the final line they're dropping on you. They're calling you a cuck. Yeah, or like you're just you just don't want to hear some guy. It, it, I mean, it's honestly like I wrote my hashtag was the internet is wild because like I couldn't believe it. Some guy was arguing with me that I did not. The reason I didn't fucking know is because I don't know anything about football. They always love to go. You don't know a thing about. Fo-. I guarantee you. Is this the Hackenberg guy? Yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> but first of all, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I spent more time in a helmet and shoulder pads than 99.9% of people that have ever responded to me that are listening to this right now. I started playing football in equipment at eight years old and I didn't quit until after high school. And for five years in the middle, I played on multiple tackle football teams. You're going to have a hard time unless you played college and professional football of having more time in a helmet and pads than I have. Facts. Facts. Okay? So when people, but this guy's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He is a Christian Hackenberg memorabilia collector. He's spending his, like, can you imagine being such a bad judge of football talent that five years ago you were like, I'm going to get into the Christian Hackenberg game. This guy's going to be the shit. And five years later, still being in that game? Yeah, it's, it's a bad hobby. You're a loser. <laughs> You're just a loser. That's like that's like investing in Hotmail or yeah. something. You know what I mean? That's like I said it's like investing in laser discs. Yeah. It's like being the marketing director for New Coke. Putting all your money into yeah. BlackBerry. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like being like I'm all in on the Crystal Pepsi stock. Like what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> crystal Pepsi. Good for you, man. I can't do it. In the words of Mike Singletary, can't do it. Won't do it. People are still going. And but my favorite thing is dirt balls. 
My favorite thing is dirt balls have heard the argument. 20, but you're there, not going to change them. There's you know 15 that. dirt balls. I'm like, you guys are. But to me, it's like, I want you to know I know your name and I know you're stupid. But and or racist, one or the other. But but hold on, it's it's not. To me, this is like a this is like a psychological discussion on, on the on the human brain. It's it's the same way with politics. You're not going to change someone's opinion, which is kind of mind blowing to me. When I say you, I mean just people in general. Like if I'm discussing, let's say the Clintons, and I have these discussions with friends. And I say, the Clintons have killed people. And people get so worked up, and they get so angry at me, and I say, look, I'm not uh But that's even, that's like, that's not even close to the same, because that's like... But, but hold on, why you is don't, that? You don't have proof. The difference is, yesterday, I argued with people who were like, Colin Kaepernick got a contract offer from the Denver Broncos. That's factually incorrect. Yeah. It's factually incorrect. The, uh, I had a conversation with people who were like, if Colin Kaepernick wanted to play football, he'd be playing in the Alliance of American Football. Let me ask you, let me ask you two guys a question. If I said right now you could have $250,000 for the next three years to play professional football, would you do it? I mean, you've had a brain injury, but like, would you do it? Would you take it? You'd be playing on national television, 250 grand. Yeah, you would. You know why you can't? Because you weren't drafted by the Alliance of American Football, nor was Colin Kaepernick. People act like he could have just shown up to a team and been like, I'm here because I want to play football. Why doesn't he just show up to the fucking Packers and be their starting quarterback? Like, you people say things and they're stupid and wrong. And I demand that they know that they're wrong. If you said Colin Kaepernick should, there was a draft. He but, wasn't drafted. But hold on a second. Uh, uh, again, you're not. The only point I'm trying to make about all this, this has nothing to do with the argument, is, and I'm not saying I don't do it, because I do do it too. I'm trying not to do it. You're ultimately not changing anyone's opinion. Oh, I am. They might not be admitting that I'm changing their opinion, but they're at least sitting there. In their home, in their mom's basement, with their fucking MAGA hat on. And they know deep down in their soul that they're 100% wrong. Because the fact is, they are wrong. Colin Kaepernick did not get offered a contract by the Denver Broncos. John Elway wanted to trade for Colin Kaepernick. Guess how trades work? If you want to trade for a guy, you trade for him. He didn't. Well, he blew his shot with the Ravens. Ravens wanted to sign him? They should have signed him. Well, people are wrong. They're wrong, and I'm going to make sure that they know they are wrong. I, I want to talk about the reason this all came about is because of Kareem Hunt. Yeah. He, wa- he was signed yep. by the Cleveland Browns, by the guy who drafted him, yep. John Dorsey, who was the former Chiefs GM, and now he's the current Browns GM. He's been signed to a, a low-budget, one-year deal. Yep. He's going to add depth to a backfield that already had a lot of depth, to be honest. Yep. Um, from a fo- well, he's probably going to be suspended ten to twelve games. Which, what is that? Right. So, so here's to, to me. To me, you want to talk about bullshit. You know who gets screwed in this deal? The Kansas City Chiefs. They have to let go of him. I agree for PR reasons. I agree, and then some shithead who doesn't care about bad PR can just pick him up. 
But we all knew somebody was going to pick of him course. up. Of course. We all but knew But the that. thing is, it's it's a broken system. I agree. Because how long until a team says, well, fuck this. It will like, let's say, let's say, uh, I don't know, the fucking, let's say Ezekiel Elliott gets busted again. Why would they release him when they know Philly, their division rival, can just pick him up three days later? But, for the at some point, unless something happens to these guys, unless the PR they actually take a PR hit, a, a team they're not going to get rid of a guy. No one is going to boycott the Cleveland Browns because they signed him. So, at what point does a team not re- start not releasing these guys and these guys not lose out on anything? I agree with you. So, here's the other problem, and this is why it goes back to Kaepernick. By the way, Ka- Colin Kaepernick is two years out of football, and I'm not even talking about Colin Kaepernick should be, you know, signed by a team right now. Who cares? That's neither here nor there. The point is, last year he wanted to be signed by the Redskins when Alex Smith went down. He has a history of taking over teams. Alex Smith is the quarterback of and taking them to the Super Bowl. He also in they they also the guy what's amazing about that story is the guy that they chose instead of him, Josh Johnson is a year older who has one win in the in his NFL career and the only time Josh Johnson was good was at San Diego when his coach was Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. He's basically the, a poor man's Colin Kaepernick. Now, I, I'm going to go back to Kareem Hunt because this is the point. It's not about Colin Kaepernick right now. It's about Colin Kaepernick two years ago when no one wanted to sign him because they didn't want the bad press that comes with signing a guy who used his free speech in America. But So teams don't want that, but they don't mind a guy who kicked a girl, shoved a girl in the face. Well, I get your point, and I, so and I, and that's I agree the, with it. That's the actual problem. Well, I agree with it because... No one is boycotting the Browns. The, the argument is Kareem Hunt... Is, and to those people, I say, I want to kick your mother in the face. Kareem Hunt... This is my take on it. Kareem Hunt is going to get just as much as attention as Antonio Brown as Odell Beckham Jr., as Colin Kaepernick. The, the, I'm just using those guys as examples. Of course. Those guys are all going to have the mic just shoved in their face every game. They're going to get questions every practice. The whole nine yards, they're all going to get that. And I agree. Like From a football standpoint, I think it's a smart move by the Browns. And I just want us... Uh, of course I, it's a f- smart move f- by the Browns because they signed a guy who's a top running back in the league and there's no downside to it. And they signed it for like a million bucks. And what's the downside? What is the downside? There is none. There's none. There's no downside. Because no one gives a fuck. And that's all I want to say about the whole situation is that these people who are outraged or frustrated, you just can't watch football then. You can't. I, I'm sticking by that point of every team you have a roster of 50 Three men. Somebody has done some fucked up shit. And the bigger point to me that I want to address is, are you just never supposed to work again? I don't care whether it's Kareem Hunt or Louis C.K. or whoever. I'm so sick of this fucking society where you fucked up. Now, granted, some fuck-ups are way worse. You're never supposed to work again. Ray Lewis has a statue. I mean, I hate to go back to that, but let's do it. 
He has a statue outside. He was never convicted, Andy. No charges were pressed against Kareem Hunt. Guess what? OJ was found guilty. Uh, not guilty. Like, yeah. the, the, the excuses that people make when it's their team I just or don't when it's get their that. favorite player. Like, guys, let's just learn that these guys are animals and a lot of them don't know how to turn it off. And a lot of them can't. But the point is this. This is the point, and this is why the tweet that I wrote will be defended at every single reply I get. Because there is a system in place. If a guy does something that people think are bad, is bad, teams can say, we don't want the bad press that comes with that. But the fact of the matter is, the people in my mentions yesterday, and this is a, this is just a fucking true statement, are more offended that someone would kneel during the anthem than someone would beat up a woman. And to those people, I say, I hope someone beats up your mother and sister. I truly hope they do. You don't mind it? I hope they hurt your. I hope they hurt the women in your life. You care more about a song, a song, not a. Fu- I, it's a song. That's what it is. It's a fucking song. I hope somebody hurts a woman in your life because you need to step back and think about what's actually fucking happening here. Okay. And what's happening is this dude, this is, by the way, this is not the only complaint about Kareem Hunt and women and fucking violence. So you're, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you're saying we got better and, and you got better at what expense at the expense of having that guy on your team. I hope somebody hurts a woman in your life. I hope they do. You're for that? Good. You want to know the uh, the worst thing about this whole thing? Is that uh, Kareem Hunt actually gets a raise by going to the Browns. He gets a uh, probably about a $200,000 bonus roughly. Really? Because he's on his rookie contract in, uh, in Kansas City, uh, which was still going to be... Um, going to be still applied next year so yeah he gets a raise for going to cleveland that's and he gets a prove me deal and so he could he could be getting not only a raise this year but he could be getting two uh an even bigger raise faster that's incredible that is interesting that's an interesting stat right there and we're just doing circles at this point right like we're doing circles on all this stuff and like you said, the system is broken, and it's not going anywhere. And I think Prano brought up a good point, which I never thought of. I think teams are basically going to say, like he's saying, no one's talking about the Chiefs. I think teams are basically going to do that. I don't give a shit. Someone else is going to pick him up. He's a... Yeah, you're suspended by yeah. our team indefinitely. You're a good young running back. You're suspended by our team indefinitely until we think it's blown over. Yeah. And then we'll bring you back to us. Because look at it. Jerry Jones is and has always been a scumbag. They didn't release Ezekiel Elliott. It's I'm, and it's yeah. going and it's going to happen. And the thing is, the answer is in my tweet. So how do you police it? You blackball guys that do shit that you don't approve of as a league. But right now, what the league is openly saying. We don't approve of you using free speech in America. We do approve in, you know, we don't like it, but we'll get over it yeah. if you beat up girls. Yeah. 
They've said it for fucking Zeke. They've said it for Hunt. They've said it for the fucking dude on the Cowboys. They said it for, like, I mean, how many examples of it do we have? We have dozens of them. It's nonstop. Yeah. Look, man, I get it. And again, the Ray Rice issue, this issue, issues where people are, you know, have police reports and have bruises on them. I'm not saying. Hardy. Yeah. I'm not saying that Ezekiel Elliott should have been punished for this conversation. We don't know exactly what happened, but we do know, don't forget, that he pulled some chick's tits out on a float. And that some it's like the same thing where there's fucking smoke, there's fire. Multiple complaints, like you have to fucking do something. Now, if somebody just accuses, if somebody just outright, you know, it's the same thing as the Me Too movement. If you're a if you're a fucking Jets fan, if you're some bitch who's, you know, husband's a Jets fan, you can't just go, Tom Brady raped me and he's supposed to be suspended from the league. No, I don't agree with just saying every believe all women, every accusation means you're suspended or released from a football team. But this dude was on camera. Yeah, well, that's I'm glad you brought that up because that is a good point. We have a lot of accusations flying around in this age that are accusations. But with all these NFL guys... You have video evidence of these things happening. You have video evidence. You have an arrest. You have a police. Like, it's all that shit. Like, that's what I always find interesting. Like, again, we as a society have decided, hey, Kobe's cool. He's cool, guys. He's cool. Ray Lewis is cool. When we know facts happened. But other people who are like ambiguous evidence are like done forever. Like you're done. Your career's over. Fuck you. Like right. that's what's so wild to me about all this. It doesn't make any sense. Like we're we're cherry picking who we want to indoctrinate indoctrinate into losing their career. We're just we're just cherry picking. Oh well, that happened a long time ago. But but that's what I mean. That's the difference. You know, when we talk about Hollywood versus when we talk about you know, the NFL versus baseball versus whatever. And and it goes back to a point that you always bring up. It's like, you know, everybody likes to talk about like, you liberal Hollywood libtard pussies, like all you care about climate change isn't real. Evolution's not real. You fucking losers. You're fucking your snowflake triggered fucking snowflakes. It's like, yeah, is Hollywood exceptionally liberal and therefore quick to be like you know, throw down the, uh, you know, the, the death sentence on people when this happens? Of course. And the opposite side of that, the flip side of that coin is the majority of NFL owners are old, rich, white, conservative dickheads that are like, what do you tell a girl with two black eyes? Nothing. You already told her twice. Make my fucking dinner. Like, I guarantee you, Behind closed doors, the majority of NFL owners are like, yeah, you beat a woman. That's how you put her in her place. Like, that's how you teach her a goddamn lesson, which is why no one gives a shit about it. Yeah. And also, they're also saying you should get the death penalty if you kneel for a poem that was written 200 years ago. 
Like they are those people. That's who they are. Yeah. That's their real life. What I had 400 of them in my mentions yesterday. Those are real life people. It's more than a song. Beating women isn't that big a deal. Like you're like, who are you and what planet are you from? It's 20 fucking 19. But again, but again it, it's the fake culture. That's what we live in. We live in fake outrage, fake patriotism, all that shit. It's like it's all mixed together in a giant bowl and everybody's just yelling at each other and everybody's arguing and everybody is wanting to take this stance on either side when nobody just takes a step back and says, let's think about it. And but like, like your situation, yeah. well, I want to say that again. That's the prime scenario for anybody to think about. How would you feel if your wife or sister or mom was beaten? Because you need to think about that. Like, that's you got to put yourself in other people's shoes at times and to maybe look at things from a different angle. And also, I don't mind. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Own it. Own it. If you voted for Donald Trump because you just fucking don't want to pay more taxes, just say it. Just own it. If you're a racist piece of shit, own it. Own it. Don't tweet me that you think Colin Kaepernick is a worse quarterback than Nathan Peterman. Don't tweet me that you think the problem is the media circus. Just say I hate black people. Own it. That's what you're saying. We know it. Anybody with a brain who's having a conversation with you, knows it. I know that's what you're saying. When you try eat, when you try 10 different doors to see if they're unlocked of the reason that Colin Kaepernick's in the league, and I just kept slamming the doors in front of you, you're like, well, Elway, not true. Well, he took, not true. Well, he's not good, not true. Well, it's the media circus, not true. When you keep opening doors... Just go, you know what the thing is, man? I hate black people. I actually don't care that cops shoot them when they're unarmed and get away with it. I'm a racist. I'm from the South. I fucking, we, you know, we've hated black people down here forever. Just don't. And then I can go, cool, man. We're going to agree to disagree. I think all humans are equal. So have a great, have a great day being racist. Just own it. But when you, when you go down that path, then I'm just going, man, just be real. Say, say your piece. Say I'm a dumb racist. Say I don't care that men beat up women. Say it. Just own it. I disagree with a lot of people on a lot of things. Just own it. You just mentioned John Elway. Today, let's pivot a little from this conversation. The Broncos... Wish he signed Kareem Hunt. That's a guy who I know for a fact doesn't care about beating up women. The Broncos made what I would deem... A lateral move to trade for Joe Flacco. So we have Joe Flacco meets Case Keenum. Obviously, one had an amazing Super Bowl run, won a Super Bowl MVP, uh, actually against Colin Kaepernick in the what was it the 2012 season. I saw your tweet. Speaking of tweets, you think they improve? Uh, sort of. I mean, I think they improve over Case Keenum. But, I th- I agree. I think it's a slight improvement. But I actually, that was not the point of my tweet. Point of my tweet is the Ravens are now all in on Lamar Jackson, who is not going to be be better than he was last year. And guess what? He wasn't good last year. Th- Lamar Jackson is the wildcat. 
You're going to catch some people off guard with it, but you better have something better than... I mean, that playoff game was a fucking joke. It was a disaster. and It was, it was a, a ho- joke. It was a home game, too. I think I've made it very clear during the rant that opened this show that... I could not be more like I have no fucking racial issues ever. I've seen uh, the other side of this day, people calling out people for being racist, for not thinking Lamar Jackson. I don't care if Lamar Jackson was purple. The dude was running a fucking, not even a high school offense. High schools run more complicated offenses than the Ravens were running last year. At this point, if that's your offense, you're going to be bad next year. Yeah, I agree. Plain and simple. And the people got to remember, the Ravens had an amazing defense this year. I mean, their D was winning them these games. Can the D repeat that? You see this year in and year out. Like, you've seen this with Denver. You've seen this with Carolina. Teams that have good D, great D, you have to be great. They won 10 games this year. You have to be great again to win 10 games with how Lamar Jackson played. And... From the Broncos' vantage point, I think it's a slight upgrade, but we got to discuss John Elway at this point. Well, I actually, so... He, he just... I, I, here's the thing. I what like, is he doing? I like this move for a number of reasons. One, I think Joe Flacco is better than Case Keenum. Two, I think Joe Flacco has more experience than Case Keenum and will be able to be... Coached easier than Case Keenum. I also think if John Elway is smart, which I'm, I have not, I have not made my official decision on that yet. If John Elway is smart, he's planning on taking a quarterback at eleven. And if I was going to have a quarter quarterback mentor a rookie quarterback, I'd rather it be Joe Flacco than Case Keenum. Sure. So what did this cost him? A second round pick? No, I don't even think it was. I think it was like it, a mid fourth round or some shit. Yeah, it, so it was a it was a fourth rounder. Yeah, but what it does cost him is Flacco's got a huge salary cap hit tied to yep. his contract. Yeah. So this case Keenum, correct? So likely they're cutting somebody. They're probably not drafting a quarterback and keeping Keenum and keeping Flacco. Yeah. I, I just, they won a Super Bowl with their defense. That was a few years ago. The defense was amazing. Peyton Manning was not Peyton Manning of the Colts, not Peyton Manning of his first couple years with the Broncos. Let's not forget, he got benched for Brock Osweiler at a point in that season. That was also a lights out, unstoppable defense. Flacco just, I don't know what his deal is. Like, he really hasn't, if you if you really break down his numbers, if you really break down Flacco's numbers, <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't I'm sorry. even, just keep going. Just, I'm sorry. They keep showing this commercial. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I, who says don't, I can't? Don't, yeah, don't, just don't, please don't. I, 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 sorry. Sorry, we, we, got, we got the game on in the background. I'm losing my focus. What I was saying is Flacco, if you break down his numbers, he had an amazing Super Bowl run. Like, amazing. That's it. That's not it. 
He's won more playoff games. He he was he was the guy that the the Patriots never wanted to play for a minute. He look, am I a Flacco super fan? No. Okay, let me ask this. Here's an interesting here's an interesting scenario. I'm going to do it because I think it's a hot topic. If you switch Flacco with Tom Brady, how many Super Bowls does Flacco have? M- more than one. Yeah, I agree. He has one. Let let's not let, like I I get the I get the thing about okay he won one. So did Drew Brees. So did your boy Russell Wilson. So did Aaron Rodgers. Rivers doesn't have one. Cam doesn't have one. Cam had a fucking lights out defense. They were fifteen and one. Like he got it done. Yeah. And and also. The thing about Flacco is this, and you know we're like this doesn't go for me because I think we're you know obviously heavily invested in talking and watching sports every day. But like the casual fan, to the casual fan, name me an offensive weapon that Joe Flacco's had in the last ten years besides Ray Rice, Anguan Bolden, and Steve Smith. Like a legitimate offensive weapon, Tory Tory Smith. I mean, how good was he? Well, that's a great question. Where, where, and when has Tory Smith been good other than when he was catching deep bombs on the Ravens? Like, people love to throw a lot of shade at Joe Flacco, but like, how good were his offenses? Oh, the the the, the Todd Heap years. No, I agree with you. Oh, there. the fucking you know. I agree with you there. Bashard Perriman, the he, Mike Wallace. He has not been dealt the best hand of complimentary players. I mean, now I mean, even the running backs they've had over there, like it's like, oh, four sets pretty good. It's like, is he, or is he just a back in the NFL? It's just a starting running back. Like it's like it's like almost like at this point, if you're the starting running back on a team and you're going to get the majority of the carries. You're going to get 800, 900 yards a season. Yeah. That's just like part of being in the league. Sure. Like, who has he had? I mean, he didn't have prime Anguan Bolden. He didn't have prime Steve Smith. No, he definitely Ray, had him. Ray Rice was obviously a great back for a few years. But even, you know, the, the thing about Ray Rice... And and this is the thing that comes up in the you know abuse argument as well because he was suddenly like oh well he was blackballed. They've talked about it at length. If you're a four year starting running back in college that gets fed the ball, you already have your your tires are half bald already. Yeah, how long are you lasting in the league? That's why they like the guys who come from a system where they sit as a freshman and then some other back gets drafted and then they go in and they have one great year and then they get drafted. You don't have the wear and tear. Ray Rice was, you know, he had, it's it's actually kind of amazing he lasted as long as he did. I think he was in the league five or six years after being the go-to guy at Rus- Rutgers for four years. He lasted more than five or six years. I think it was six. Yeah. No, Flacco hasn't had much. He really hasn't. I'm not saying Flacco's a great quarterback. But he's definitely look, again, we agreed on that. He's he's an upgrade 
Also, that long ball action in the in the thin air. He's an upgrade. He, he has, and he got Sanders. One of his great plays of the Flacco career took place at Mile High. Is that more on the DB blowing it, or is that on Flacco? I think it's both because Flacco does throw that fucking moon ball. How do you not cover? He got moonballed, bro. The deep pass at that point of the game. You know when that was? That was that night I had that girl in town. The, the uh, Denver girl. The Denver girl. And they blew it. And then, and then the black girl wanted to whoop her ass after she called her a black bitch. And I was like, I am walking out of this situation. The No one is going to say Flacco is Peyton Manning. But physically, he's not more washed than Peyton Manning was when he went to the Broncos. Physically. Well, you figure, too, Flacco just had, what, a year of rest? Over in Baltimore. Yeah, half a year. Yeah. And uh, I think part of Flacco's appeal, too, is he has that he has that postseason halo effect where everyone just thinks, oh, playoff Joe, playoff Joe. And then, you know, and I mean, granted, he's done well in the playoffs, but, you know, it's just kind of part of part of his image. I mean, at this I don't point. hate it. It's 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 he like John Elway bought a scratch off lotto ticket today. Like the people are like, oh, what a what's what's Elway doing? But he also needs. I hope you're right. He needs a solution. Like, but the, but we don't know that John Elway is capable of finding a solution. But I'm just saying, John Elway's drafted the, the, I, horrifically. Let, let's go over. It. I just want to say these are the guys John Elway outside of Peyton Manning. These are the guys he's brought in. He's drafted Brock Osweiler. He drafted Paxton Lynch. He drafted Trevor Simeon. He brought in. Uh, Case Keenum. Now he's bringing in Joe Flacco. Who else? Am I missing anybody else? I'm sure you are, but it's fine. You I'm know saying, what I mean? This isn't a good track record. Well, John Elway, what John Elway has tried to do. I have a conspiracy. Does he want to ensure that he is the all-time best Broncos quarterback? I mean, that's like... That's like not going to be. I mean, John always had a pretty prolific career, right? I'm, I'm, that, yeah, no. I'm but, trying to lighten the mood. It's a, it's a tense episode, but, Brano. But, no, but here's the, the here. here's the thing about Elway, though. What Elway's done is Elway's tried to do, like he's tried to he's tried to shop from the budget rack. You know what I mean? Yeah. He hasn't drafted a quarterback exceptionally high. You know where John Elway gets his quarterbacks? Ross dress for less. Yeah, basically. Um. He's been trying to, he's like, oh, we're just going to have a really good defense and we're going to run the ball. And Peyton Manning, you know, was basically dead when he did it for us. But it's like, you can't, you know, the the mental aspect that Peyton brought to the game is unmatched by any quarterback in history, in my opinion. And so trying to recreate that and be like, you couldn't even throw, we could do it with anybody is stupid. Yeah. Um, You've got to, like, they have a pretty goddamn high pick. Take a quarterback. Take a first round quarterback. Like they say, this is a weak cla- a weak class of quarterback, though. Okay, but I mean, they said last year was a fucking strong class quarterback, right? What, what, what are you laughing about, Aaron? I thought you said this is a. I thought you said this is a a wee classic quarterback. <laughs> Talking about Joe Flacco, like you know, like the Nintendo Wii, they have those little. Are you high, bro? I just, that's what I heard. Yes, I thought like the Wii tennis, the Wii baseball, and I imagine I I did Joe Flacco. He's doing a solid Trevor right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine Flacco as a Wii character, and I was just. Make sure you're speaking to Mike, buddy. Just made me laugh. There we go. There we go. Um, everybody said last year was the fucking strong. Like, I mean, 
I don't watch enough college football, but you got Murray, Haskins, Locke, Will Greer. Well, Murray's committed. He's officially committed this yesterday, or was it today? That was yesterday. Or did they? Did Murray talk about this or no? We, well, no, because he hasn't official. Like this is official. He officially committed. Like he's done with baseball, supposedly. Yeah, he's giving back his signing bonus. He's gonna be an NFL quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like it's a bold move. I still don't know how I feel about it. Look, he can always go back to baseball, he, he, I guess. I, but it doesn't matter. He does what he wants. Right. He can always go back to baseball. If he's drafted in the first round, he's going to make more money um, on his rookie, you know, on his signing bonus than he would have made playing baseball. Another factor is that he was signed by the cheapest team in baseball. The, the, uh, the Oakland Athletics don't spend money on their professional major league baseball players, yeah. let alone their minor league guys. So I think there's a lot of factors here. You can always go back to baseball. Now, the only the only kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, X factor in this is that, you know, he's your size and he might die in the NFL and never be able to go back to baseball. Which begs the question, how much money would I play for to go on the field? You asked it earlier for the Alliance, two hundred fifty grand. What would it take to get me on the field? And how many plays would I last? Well, it, I mean, the answer is one for that. <laughs> you think I'd last one play? I think I could last more than one play. In the NFL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at, at quarterback. There's a story. <laughs> uh, and we'll, we'll have Can to, you imagine me dropping back to pass at Mile High Stadium? I'll have to get him on to confirm this, but I've heard through... Uh, I've heard I've heard through a source that remember Tyrone Wheatley from the Michigan Wolverines. Of course, former apparently running his, back. Apparently, his first hit in training camp, he shit his pants, and it was like, "Wow, this is next level." He played at Michigan. He was like, "The hit that I take in fucking training camp is so beyond what anything I felt in college that I shit my pants." Have you ever seen Not Another Teen Movie? I don't think so. It's actually like one of I think I believe it's Chris Evans' first big movie. One of those, you know, parody Chris, movies. Chris Evans is which uh, superhero? He is, he is Captain America. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, not another teen movie. Got to give some love to Chad Cutter. It was a classic Cutter Ruther comedy that we, you know, we, we, you know, it's it's a, it's along the Naked Gun airplane universe of that type of comedy. In that movie, you know, they're spoofing obviously all the teen movies, and they also spoof within the movie they spoof. Varsity Blues. So they put <laughs> they put a kid fully mentally handicapped, like Down syndrome, at wide receiver. That's why I ask if you've seen it. And the, you know, Hulk, in a way, it's proving all this ESPN shit too. He goes out there to make the catch in the end zone, and when the guy tackles him, he literally gets decapitated. <laughs> his 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 head falls off. That's why I asked, would that be me if I played in the game? In the NFL. Like, am I that kid? I mean, if you, like, let's be honest. If you dropped, if you played quarterback and you dropped back to pass, there's just no, I mean, your boy Russ doesn't get the ball out fast enough. The idea of you getting the ball out fast enough not to get hit, and I just don't think you get up from the first hit. I don't think you're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's run that back. Quarterback? Now, if you're a receiver or something. I need to DM Sean Merriman. We need to set this up. Now, you have a brain injury. I think this is a bad idea. 
Can I wear like extra padding for I the helmet? I don't know. Can you? I don't know how that works. You wrap your head in a fucking Tempur-Pedic pillow. Okay. Okay. Maybe. I see. I see what you're saying. I'd like. I'd like to test it out though. There's a lot of things in the bucket list nowadays, Prano. I do want to bring up since we do have a, a diehard Raiders fan here on on our team now. I did put this on the rundown, and this is just too funny for me. According to an article on The Ringer, again, this this is a loose, loose idea. I'm not saying it's going to yeah. happen. That the Raiders, I love this, would split their home games between Tucson, Arizona, and Birmingham, Alabama. Aaron, you got to weigh in on this situation. I mean, I, I just don't get that at all i mean arizona they already have the cardinals and i i know everyone says raiders are global uh global fan base but i mean i mean how many how many yofuls could there possibly be in in birmingham alabama bro have you been to first of all have you been to arizona uh i've been to the airport in phoenix but that's about it Prano, i think you'll agree with me if they played where university of arizona plays yeah i mean it's in mexico they're selling that out. Yeah. Arizona is Mexico, for yeah. the record. Yeah. And Alabama, I think they'd sell it out, too. Well, But I don't understand why they would ever have to split. What's the issue with them splitting? Why not just play in Tucson? I agree. I don't know. What, the novelty. Did, didn't San Antonio like want the Raiders? Like, Why don't they play in San Antonio? What's going on at the Alamo Dome? But, like, but both San Antonio and Birmingham now have... Uh, AFL teams. I don't, uh, yeah. Alliance. Yeah, yeah, Alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the, but that's not playing at the same time. But I just don't, I don't understand how they can't find, it, it, it's mind boggling. They must be trying to be chintzy or something like that, right? Like there's plenty of places to play. There's a million college football stadiums. I still don't understand the, uh, the the fucking Chargers are playing at a soccer field. The Rams are playing at. I mean, there's no way Sam Boyd Stadium is like less modern than the Coliseum. I'm I'm not sure the Roman Coliseum's less modern than the Coliseum. <laughs> like uh, wh- like what are we talking about? The co- the the Los Angeles Coliseum is a flat out dump. I agree. I, What's I going on at Sam Boyd Stadium? I don't get it. I don't know if they're saying the size. Who cares? But but you, Who, yeah. I mean, you so so now you're going to play in Birmingham and Tucson because there's not enough people that you can't hold enough. The Chargers are already doing that. I mean, in a twenty five thousand person stadium. Let's address the issue. It's the Davis family. We've seen Mark Davis's haircut. Yeah, his the guy at Supercuts probably like. What about Birmingham? He's like, it's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, Mark Davis. My family's from Birmingham. If you guys play half your games in Birmingham, I'll give you free haircuts for life. He's like, fine, half of them. Half off haircuts, and I'll play half our games in Birmingham. I just don't know how the... You know, we're en- talking about four games in Birmingham and four games in Tucson, Arizona? Again, we're... Like, this is play ju- them all in Mexico. This is just an idea. I'm not saying this. This will never happen. Why aren't they playing them all in Mexico? Why aren't they playing them all in London? Play all your games. Just, you guys, you're, you live in London now. Cheerio. Yeah, the fucking London Raiders. <laughs> Can you imagine some British bloke walking around with spiked shoulder pads and black face paint? <laughs> it's not a worse idea than playing half of your games in Birmingham, Alabama. 
It's a disaster. Play man. all of your games in Mexico City. As Azteca Stadium or whatever the fuck. I don't is. know, man. Not if Shakira is performing yeah, concerts. F- fuck. I mean, I can't believe Shakira is still playing concerts. Let's Shakira's be ruining shit. You'd be better off playing Raiders games in Mexico City simultaneously as Shakira plays concerts on the same field than you would playing half of your games in Tucson, Arizona and half in Birmingham, Alabama. I assume they would go back to Oakland Coliseum. Just imagine the idea of Mexican Raiders fans going to Birmingham, Alabama for a game. Talk about a race riot. Yeah, How do you fuckers get over the wall? Yeah, but I also assume, you got to remember, Alabama's in the south. I bet there is a very high, it's, it's close to the border. I'm, I'd assume there's a high percentage of Mexican people living in Alabama. I, I mean, I'm a f- fan of the Mexican people, and I find them to be fantastic people, and I think that they are, there's got to be, they've got to be smart enough to know to stay the fuck out of Alabama. I mean, they got the internet in Mexico. They can Google Alabama. There's no reason to go. What do you guys do? Why would you go? They're not hiring you to do any work. They probably are, and then still fucking saying they. This is like you know what the Raiders situation. It's like the Oscars. You know how they're just not going to have a host this year. It's it's like the Oscars where they don't know where they're going to play. It's it's going to be. I guess they're doing for the Oscars, just present presenters. That's what they're doing, I guess. Oh, so basically the same thing that they always do, except no awkward fucking eight-minute monologue that no one laughs at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my point is this. That's like the Raiders this year. Like every week they're going to be in a new spot. Where are the Raiders going to play this week? I want this to happen, though. I, I, It'd be so fucking funny if they played two different spots. I got to tell you, if I were the Raiders, I'd rather play 16 away games. Than play in Birmingham and Tucson. Fine. Let's just play both the Broncos games in Denver. Let's play both the fucking Chiefs game in Arrowhead. They probably, like, if you're a Raider, right? Let's say you've been on the Raiders five years. You have, you know your system when you go to Kansas City. We're going to go here. We're going to stay here. Yeah. We're going to practice here. You got to go to Birmingham. A bunch of Forrest Gumps running outside. I think Aaron's Aaron's literally enjoying the comments tonight. Aaron, are you enjoying the comments? I'm getting comment roasted. board or our I'm, comments. Both, definitely. I, I mean, I'm getting roasted pretty get, good. Get huh? Good comments on both ends. I'm getting roasted hard. For what? Well, it, it all goes back to my. You shouldn't be. I mean, are you addicted to the comments? Andy? I am. I think I am. I think you might be addicted I, I think to the I comments. Am. It all goes back to what I said on the Dent Report yesterday, two days ago, about cats and dogs. Who knew that this was such a divisive issue? I mean, there's it's not that divisive, right? Every, no, no, every, but, but here was my take. We, let's I just, know, every, but I mean, we all agree dogs are better than cats. Like, everybody agrees that. But that but wasn't my take. I know, your take is that somehow... My take is that I think people are more responsible who own dogs versus cats. Again, I'm generalizing. I mean, they've certainly taken on more responsibility. That's my point. It doesn't necessarily mean they're more responsible. There's there's irresponsible dog owners, and there's probably very responsible cat owners. But you are you're signing up for more responsibility. And you have discussed this about Vince in your own life. Yeah. How Vince was the best thing for you because it forced you to get out of bed in the morning. It forced you to what? Be more responsible. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And you know what? I'll double down. But now, here's the question for you, Andy. 
Yes. You have no pet. Exactly. So would would a would a woman with a cat that you see on Tinder would she be more responsible than you? No. I think someone who doesn't own a someone who doesn't own a pet is kind of just out of this equation. But my point is this. That is a deal breaker and that's all I said on Dent Report. What's a deal breaker? I I could never get serious with the girl who owned a cat. But you're saying because of their lack of responsibility? See, I could never... uh, First of all... I tie it to two things. First of all, cats shit in a box inside. That creeps me out. Second of all, pretty sure when you're asleep, they steal your breath. So you're... These Uh, are things I agree with. Three. Yes. I don't love cat dander. Vince was a non-shedding dog. Uh, My girlfriend's dog now sheds. It's not a perfect situation. Um, But, I mean, she's... uh, adorable but sure i don't like it i have to fucking lint roll for the record maggie did not die that night there was questions no maggie's alive maggie, and well maggie is alive maggie's and well alive and well um also the thing about cats for me is i don't get along with cats cats have never like i get attacked by a cat when i was a child and that's the last all i fucking had to do with cats and also they don't listen you can't just be like, go over there and do that thing. I'm agreeing with all these things. So These are all my reasons. Yeah. And that's why I don't want to settle down with someone who owns a cat. And I'll say it but again. That, but it's a deal breaker? Yes, it's a 100% deal breaker for me. This is my personal choice, though. You guys don't have to agree with me. It is a deal breaker. I will not ever settle down with long-term with any woman who owns a cat. Plain and simple. You got to be a dog owner. Seems like... And I'm, I'm just gonna say this. I mean, if I went, if we, if I did the, you know, a Chad Cutter episode, I feel like you've just thrown another booby trap out into the world. Like, I feel like if you counted up all the like deal breakers you have, I don't have that it, many. It really, like, uh, like a deal breaker. For me, like, if you smoke, no way. Like, I could never. Yeah, me too. Okay, but smoking and ca- like you started smoking and cats, you're running out of people. That's not true at all. Ta- like, what if they had a lot of tattoos? Mm, I'm not completely ruling it out, but I'm not a bi- I'm not a fan of a bunch of tattoos. Right, I'm not a fan either. I'm pointing out things that I'm also not a fan of, but I'm just saying if you if you're making like the Venn diagram, you're starting to, you know you're really chopping chunks out of the population. With the cat thing, I totally disagree. With cat smoker. Tattoo, like how many girls do you know that I do not know that many girls that smoke cigarettes and own cats? No, I'm saying, but you don't have to do both. You only have to do one. You just said a smoker is a deal breaker, and a cat's a deal breaker. That's two separate. Obviously, there's a population that crosses over. It's also two separate populations. Dude, I think it's such a minority. They can't live in the valley. They can't live in the fucking east side. You have to be a, you know. I didn't say that. You have to be a kind of thick. Not cat owning, non smoker with no tattoos that lives on the west side. Like I'm I, saying, I didn't say any of that. You said that for me. I know, but which one of those is wrong? What I'm saying is, a cat is a deal breaker, and if she smokes cigarettes, that's also a deal breaker. In fact, I don't want to be your friend if you smoke cigarettes. Like, I think we share the same sentiment on this. I actually get angry when I see people smoking cigarettes. I now. agree. I have since I was five years. My mom smokes. I have since I was. I have since I was able to talk. It's 2019. I mean, yeah. what are you smoking cigarettes for? Grow the fuck up. It's the same way with the cat. Fuck you. I'm sorry. And I know. I know a lot of dirt balls are heated. But the cat thing. But like, is like you're you want a pet, but you don't have the time for a dog, and you 
like I don't know you like cats I don't know they don't own a goldfish but but if they, they don't, don't like goldfish, goldfish what if they like cats I don't trust cats at all I agree with you I'm just saying it wouldn't be a Let deal this way. It wouldn't if be I'm, a deal breaker if I'm it's having, not a deal breaker if I'm me. having sex with a girl the difference of her cat looking at me versus her dog looking at me doesn't even compare. Well, cats barely fuck. Like cats are waiting until you go to sleep, and then they're stealing your breath and trying to murder you. Exactly. So they're not. Dogs you know. don't do that. Dogs cuddle with you. Right. I Cat- don't. I don't know if it adds any uh, fuel to the fire for the dog owners are more responsible than cat owners. But a study from last year actually said that uh, dog owners tend to have a higher average income. By about seven thousand, the cat owners. The there responsibility. You, there you, there you money. go. God, Aaron yeah. comes up with some fucking stats, huh? Yeah, this guy. This guy's amazing. Yeah, what do you even put into Google to find that 7, one? Seven thousand. The average income is seven thousand dollars higher for dog owners. But I'll, I'll end the argument with this. Let, just, but let's, with there, the, you can always look. There's a lot of different things. I'm playing devil's advocate. Like, there's a lot of people. I was not one of those people in Los Angeles or in New York who are like I'm not I don't I would never have a dog in a an apartment. Right? Like I grew up with a, a lab. So I was like I never have a lab in an apartment. Yeah. So I got Vince. Sure. I got a, I got a small I got dog. A dog that fit in my apartment. And, but there are some people who are like ah, I'm not I like dogs but I'm not going to have a dog tell you. So people who own houses with yards are like, oh, I'm going to get a pet? Well, I got a yard. May as well get a fucking dog, right? Like, there's probably a lot of factors that factor into, like, you know, the monetary. You can have a cat anywhere. You can have 40 cats in this apartment if you wanted to. Somebody in this building probably has 40 cats. Well, at the end of the day, you can't play with cats. Don't fucking tell me you can. You don't walk cats. All the things I love about dogs. You get to play with them. We get it. You're a dog person. It's just, it's just. The deal, it's the deal breaker part. Yeah, it is a deal breaker for me. That's fine. It's a deal breaker. I think that's aggressive for a guy it's who's not had aggressive. one real girlfriend at 37 years old. It's, it's not. <laughs> you I, should have less deal breakers. I don't have that many deal breakers. That is a deal breaker for me. Do you think I could put together a list of 10 deal breakers? I, tr- I bet you I could. I tried to go. I went over on. If you listen to this week's Dent Report, I, I went over my deal breakers. I didn't have that many. Using filters on Instagram. I didn't know. That's not a deal breaker. Smoking. <laughs> Cats. I assume heroin's probably a deal breaker, well, right? A, like, <laughs> I had like five deal breakers. That was it. What are the? What are you? You already had five. I had like five on the dent report. Was smoking one of them? Uh, no, it wasn't so one six. of them. <laughs> Tattoos, one of them? No, it wasn't one of them. We're at seven. No, no, I didn't say tattoos were deal breaker. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna date a girl. You're gonna date a girl with a sleeve. You can't put on your clothes right after sex. That was a deal breaker for me. Okay. <laughs> like, who's, who's putting on their bra and panties after they just have sex? Deal breaker. Just embrace your nudity. We just had sex. What are they, now I need to know the other ones. And don't worry, I will never listen to the Dent Reports. So you just got to tell me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, at least not solo ones. I've actually listened to numerous Dent Reports with guests. I don't listen to anybody do solo anything because it creeps me out. I don't know why. You don't love Bill Burr's solo? I've tried. I've tried. Burr's it's, amazing solo. I've, I've tried. It makes me think that that person's mentally ill. I'm I'm actually certain Bill Burr is mentally ill. That's part of his charm, but you, I feel like they're all mini breakdowns. I listened to your Die Hard solo. Yeah, that's, I mean, that was certainly a mental breakdown. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It's totally fine. I'm an advocate of the solo podcast. If you want to do a solo podcast, do a solo podcast. Oh, and... and you, have a, you have a solo podcast? Deal breaker for me. <laughs> I'm not dating some girl with a solo podcast. <laughs> 
Well, here, here, narcissist, here, mentally ill. Here's another one for lunatic. Me. You, it involved paying. You got to at least fake pay the first couple dates. If not, you're done. That's that's a pretty minor one. Fake pay. I'm not even asking you to pay. Get the fuck out of here. I don't think I have that many deal breakers. I don't. You, uh, well, we won't let it hijack the whole show. But I think, you know, you're a guy who has had a relationship and was happy in a relationship. You want children. So the, 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 your limited number of relationships would point to that. You have too many deal breakers. No, it, it would point to that. I'm a fucking lunatic and I can't settle down and just stay still. I get bored easily. And that's my problem. That's a me problem. That's not a you as, as McAfee would say, that's a me problem. That's not a you problem. And that's shit I got to work out. And you know how I'm going to work but, that out? Let me before we continue, let me just say that in all the time I've known you, you're you're not like I'm done with this chick. I'm bored. You're like she does this and that's a deal breaker. Like she's got pictures of herself. Deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. She's a cat, a cat. Deal breaker. Like you've pictures of yourself as a deal breaker. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Is that a deal breaker for you? Dep- you and you and Guy had a field day laughing about that. I mean, I, it was certainly ridiculous, but it, like exactly, I, I'm not gonna like lay out a deal breaker in a, like I would have to see what that person was like. Certainly not a good thing to know just like out of the gate. I don't know. All I know is it's Valentine's Day tomorrow, and uh, I'm going to Float Lab, so that's gonna be my night. Okay, but you know what you should do is you should. Take your lady. You're a big concert guy. She's a big music person. We went to we went to see the Kooks at the Palladium last s- night. You know where I got my tickets, Andy? Where'd you get them, Joe? I got them on SeatGeek. It's an amazing Fact. app. It's an amazing app to get tickets, guys. I use don't know- my use my girlfriend's uh, phone to do it. Put in her email. Ten dollars off. That's a smart play, by the way, guys. Yeah. If you've used the code, hey. There's more than enough emails to go around. Use our promo code because best of all, yeah, when you use it, you get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. I got a great DM today from a dirtball. I'm going to be sending out some coo- some more koozies. I went to the post office yesterday, sent out a bunch of koozies for people who screenshot using promo code DIRTY on SeatGeek. So download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for just $10 off or for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. I can't even talk now. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Okay. We talked a lot of NFL. We got to talk NBA. Yeah. We're basically at the halfway point. Now, I just want to, before we move on from the NFL, I just do want to point out that we haven't talked Antonio Brown demanding a trade. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I do have that on the rundown. Where do you think he ends up? I don't know. Do you think he goes to San Francisco like he seems to want to? Sort of an Anthony Davis situation, right? Where it's he's like said where he wants to go already yeah. and he's like making it. So then they then they know they can ask for an exceptional amount from them. Uh, I wouldn't be sure. I, where would you like to see him go? Here's what I'll say about Antonio Brown, and I've been a huge supporter of his game, but I'll be curious to see how he does without Big Ben. That's all I'm saying, bro. You've had a Hall of Fame quarterback for nine years, your entire career. 
you've also had some amazing pieces around you to help free you up at both the running back and the wide receiver position. That's all I'm going to say about him. It's a fucking team game. We see these wide receivers go somewhere else and their careers take a hot, steamy dump. And I think there's a good possibility that might happen with him. I like Antonio Brown. And I I like him, yeah. I I think Antonio Brown's a great player. Um, But I'm with you simply for our our Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown wager. I hope he goes to the fucking Jets. Bye. (laughs) I hope he goes to the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Bye forever. (laughs) Just, I mean, like he'll be out of the league in 25 minutes. I mean, San Francisco would be a nice fit for him. I hope he's not, because of the Jaguars of Bortles. <laughs> he's like, I retire. Yeah. I think I like San Francisco for him. I don't know how it would work. Indy, you know, you want to go away of a quarterback. Yeah. Indy would be fucking stupid. Houston. I, and stu- I mean, stupid in a good, I'd be like, that's stupid. Yeah. Houston with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Eh, not as good as Indy. How many deep threats can Deshaun Watson have? But you know what? Antonio Brown's going to go somewhere where he's the number one. Here's the thing with NFL. I feel like that is something that we absolutely know about Antonio Brown. Well, the thing about NFL is it's not like these other leagues. The players don't have any power. They just don't. So he's sitting there telling the Browns, I'm sorry, the, the Steelers, this and that. They have some power, but... They don't. How much power does Antonio Brown have in this situation? In terms of where he wants to go? Yeah. None. None. In terms of where, but he has the power in that, you know, he's not going to play for the Steelers, I guess. I just look at the Steelers organization. You know, that's one of the storied franchises of the NFL, a, a long and great history. Trubisky and the Bears? It's not a bad move. They have a running game. They have a defense. I, again, I just don't know why you want to leave a good organization. Um, I mean, I guess a lot. Of the, you guess, don't play for the Browns. You don't play for the Cincinnati Bengals, bro. I, well, I think, you know, what I said about Antonio Brown's going to go somewhere where he's going to be the number one. I think he might think his days are numbered there a little bit as the number one. Schuster is younger. Um, Cooler name. Yeah, how long is Big Ben going to be there? Who's going to be the quarterback after Big Ben? They don't have the uh, they don't have Le'Veon Bell anymore to free him up. What is going on with him Mike, too? He's a free agent now, correct? Because he sat out last year. Uh, Mike Tomlin is grossly overrated. I'm looking here. Did we not? We didn't do the Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year Award winner. I mean, it's the guy who drove the wrong way down the fucking Lincoln Tunnel. What was that dude's name? <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, shit, did I, shit, did I just ruin it? Dylan Donahue. Dylan Donahue. You know who he's playing? No. He's playing in the American, the Alliance of American Football. Really? Yeah. It's exciting. Did we give him a bump? Did we give him a job? We talked about him a lot last week. Did he get? Was he was he a part of the draft? Was he drafted to the American? Can we look that up, Aaron? Where is Dylan Donahue playing? I know he's playing on one of the teams. 
He's playing on the Dublin Rovers. He's playing on a city where he can drive down another tunnel the wrong way. Yeah. Classic move. Where's he playing? Uh, actually, yeah. Okay, so he just got picked up by the uh, the Atlanta Legends for when, the Alliance of American the Football. Al- the Atlanta yeah. Legends. The Atlanta Legends. So he just got picked up. Mm-hmm. What's a tunnel in Atlanta? He can drive down the wrong way. There's no tunnels in Atlanta, right? Maybe there is. You been to Atlanta? I have. I like Atlanta. Yeah. I've been there, too, a few times. All Claremont, right. Claremont Lounge. Fucking legendary. 50-year-old lady crushes beer cans. She's probably 60 by now. Crushes beer cans with her titties. Oh, that's great. Well, Old Goldie. Well, that was the most low-key winner of anything Congratulations, ever. Dylan Donahue. Winner of the Aaron Hernandez Memorial Savage of the Year Award. Yeah. He's our third your, uh, winner. Your award will be placed in the middle of the Lincoln Tunnel. And you can pick it up at your leisure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we do got to talk some NBA. Let's do it. We're currently watching Portland versus Golden State. We're about the halfway point. Yeah. A little over, but yeah, but the unofficial halfway point. But I'm saying the All-Star weekend is in a couple days, which is a quick reminder. I, I like to say it's the halfway point because the official start of the year is Christmas. And this is the halfway point. Yeah. Basically between this and that. Again, quick reminder, Joe and I are calling live the three-point and slam dunk competition on YouTube on Saturday night. So if you're sitting around at home, if you're stuck in one of those shitty cities with awful weather, mute your TV. I believe it'll probably be TNT, right? I'm sure it is. And listen to us call the game. Yeah, and I was just thinking this on my way over here, Andy, and I'm going to make an announcement to the uh, to the dirt balls. Uh you should be donating to Patreon, and you should be donating to the Thust Fund via, you know, Andy's, you know, uh, the Dirty Sports Venmo, my Venmo, because I just realized I'm doing a third broadcast. I'm just like, I'm just giving free broadcasts out now. The th- you just, you're just like, I just realized as I was walking around, I'm like, I got to do this again on Saturday night. And by the way, All Star Saturday is not short. I just gave away my Saturday night. Yeah, you did. I'm giving it away. I'm gonna get fucking hammered. So I'm going to do. Well, what do you want? I'm going to go to the liquor store tomorrow. What do, what do you want? I'm going to need some whiskey. Okay, what type of whiskey? Uh, preferably Maker's Mark, unless you want to go fancier than Maker's Mark. I guess you go like... Some. I'll get you some Maker's. Okay. What do you want? Do you just do it straight? Yeah. On yeah. the rocks? No. Straight's fine. Okay. And, it'll, and, we'll, and that'll back some beers. Aaron, are you going to be present on Saturday night? Uh, yeah, I'll be here. Wow. Okay. Taking this kid Saturday night, too. Okay, so Aaron will be here. Aaron, what's your drink of choice? I mean... I'm not picky. I like uh, I like whiskey. Whiskey's good. You like whiskey, all right? Yeah, and we'll get beers too. The, right. the whiskey will be the backs. I'll get I'll get I'll get some makers. I'll get some Miller Lite. Uh, I will make sure I have plenty of. What do we want? Some pizza? Abbott's Pizza? Sure. Guys, if you want to help, yeah, like Joe said, Patreon.com forward slash Dirty Sports or the official Dirty Sports Venmo is just my Venmo, uh, Andrew Dash Ruther. It's very formal. Yeah, it's just mine because it's connected to the Dirty Sports Bank account. Anyway, okay. You're excited though, right? You get to spend another night with me because then you I'm, probably get to see me the next night too. Yeah, I know. That's you, that's what I'm. That's my point. You're mad you get to see me Saturday and I, Sunday. I'm mad that this is turning into a job. Well, 
It's a very low-paying job. It is. It's very low-paying, but you got to trust the process. What part of when do when does the process when do we stop thusting the process when do we trade you know uh, for Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler? That's all in the works. Okay, we're still thusting. We're slowly getting there because tr- the the process has been abandoned in Philadelphia. They're no longer trusting. I th- I think they're they are. That's part of the process. Oh, the, 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 the just picking up Tobias Harris. Okay, get some trades. By the way, I watched Celtics Philly last night. Did you watch any of that? Not only did I watch it, but I got rich on it. Because, I don't know, something about last night's game, Philly was, we talked about how great Philly looked. Yeah, we jinxed them. Well, it's not that. Philly was a seven-point favorite because they've been playing so well. And also, the Celtics star player, Kyrie Irving, was out. And I was like, huh, I feel like they're going to spread the ball around a lot and play a more team you know, charitable yeah. game with one another. Probably upset this Sixers team. And I put my money where my mouth was, and then the Celtics, Gordon Hayward, fucking suddenly the Gordon Hayward of old. 26, 27 points last night. Four guys in the 20s. It's almost like they're better without Kyrie Irving. Now, you can slide into my mentions like many people have and argue, and I'll just be over here getting rich while he's still out. Well, we will see. How long is Kyrie supposed to be out? He's day-to-day. Okay, so he's day-to-day. And I'll be monitoring that day-to-day. Well, this is what's great about it. They didn't have him last year. Again, they made it to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. They should have him this playoffs. Again, we've said this all year. If they don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and a Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, then maybe he's not better for their team. I've already said how fantastic I think Kyrie Irving is, and I also just don't think that anybody smart wants him as their point guard. Fantastic player, though. Anthony Davis is also a fantastic player. I don't want him as my point guard either. You know, I'm I'm glad you're bringing up Anthony Davis. I don't remember seeing anything like this, where the guy demands a trade and the team doesn't trade him, and then he shows back up to his home court and they're booing the shit out of him. I'm talking of his level. Yeah. Like, it's if, if is anybody watching these games? I watched that game on Friday. I forget who I forget who they were playing, but I watched the game and it's wild to see a guy, an MVP candidate, like Anthony Davis getting booed at home because in a way, the Pelicans are just like, fuck you, we're not trading you. I I just don't understand what's going on. And I talked about this on Dirty Slides uh, yesterday because we've been doing a little bit NBA lately, but uh, I don't think the Pelicans are going to get as good an offer in this offseason as they got from the Lakers. I think the Lakers were desperate. They were desperate because, smartly, they didn't want to give away a year of LeBron James. I actually thought they were too desperate. I said that. I thought they gave they offered too many of their actual players. They could have replaced some of those players in that offer with draft picks. Um, I don't think the Lakers will be that desperate in the offseason because there's, there's going to be other free agents available. And I, I think that the Pelicans have passed on their best offer. Unless... You think 
the, so the the Celtics will be able to get into the mix this summer, right? Yeah. The Celtics obviously have draft picks. Okay, fine. Now, if you're going to get Jason Tatum and some picks and, you know, Jalen Brown or whatever, okay. Now, I don't think Danny Ainge is dumb enough to include Jason Tatum. Now, Kyrie Irving's obviously a free agent, so they're not going to be able to, you know, I don't think he's agreeing to, like, sign and trade with New Orleans or anything like that. So I don't think that Ainge is dumb enough to give them basically the same kind of package that the Lakers offered them, but with a Jason Tatum as the, you know, lead of the young guys. I, to me, I, I just don't think he's going to do that. So I think that they missed their opportunity. I think that they should have taken advantage of the desperation of the Lakers. I'm not sure that wouldn't have been a good deal for the Pelicans. They seem to want to, part of it seemed to want to be trolling the Lakers and not taking the Lakers deal. Yeah. Fucking, all right. Might have, definitely worked that they didn't get Anthony Davis and now the Lakers are screwed and not going to be, I, I still think the Lakers make the playoffs, but. Lakers look bad, dude. Are you watching yeah, them? Yes. I still think that they make the playoffs, but even if they make the playoffs as a low seed, who are they beating with this roster? Nobody. They didn't, they didn't sign any of the, uh, Major buyout guys. Um, Enos Cantor today went to Portland. Wesley Matthews is in uh, Indiana. Um, you know, even fucking Jeremy Lin is in Toronto. You know, uh, are they going to pick up Carmelo Anthony? Well, you may as well just, you know, pick up a heroin addiction. Yeah. And a cat. Damn right. The Lakers are a mess, though, man. I, I watched, obviously, they beat Boston. Then they get trounced in Philly. They lose last night in Atlanta. I've also never seen it like that. The same way I've never seen the situation in New Orleans with Anthony Davis. I've never seen it where a team offers every single goddamn player, and not one of them gets traded, and then they all got to go back. Like, I, just don't, I just don't know how you fix that. Uh, well, I, you, you fix it as... You but know. Like, 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 if you're the coach, if you're Bill Walton, I'm sorry, Luke Walton. If you're Bill Walton, that's a that's a way easier sell. Yeah. How how does Bill fix the Lakers? Well, I, I I'm not sure. Well, let let's just put Bill Walton in the exact situ- same situation that LeBron and the uh, LeBron and the. GM and Magic Johnson all decide that all of you guys are going to get traded, and now you have to go back in, and you haven't been traded. Okay, if you're Bill Walton, if you're Bill Walton, you know you've got to you've got to convince these guys why they're still they still need to play well. And if I'm Bill Walton, you know maybe I take uh, well maybe I take my experience in the uh, psychedelic drug game and and throw that on. It's like Look, guys, the, the the trade was like an acid trip, right? We all went on the acid trip, and it was a bad acid trip, and it wasn't fun for everybody. But we're back now. We're back from the trip, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna try not to have any flashbacks. But the truth is, we're back to reality, and we need to act like we're back to reality. We can't stay on this acid trip forever. We need to take that acid trip and throw it away, throw it down into the garbage, if you will. Come back to earth. God is love. This team is love. <laughs> 
clear your mind's eye and play some basketball. That sounds exactly what they need. Right. Because I don't think Luke Walton's doing that. They don't give a fuck about Luke Walton. They're not playing for him right now. Right. You can't lose but, but to it, the Atlanta Hawks. But again, this is what everybody likes to do. I'm not blaming him for the right. record. It's like his whole team got traded and they, they didn't. Who are they going to play for? Bill Walton. Like his Popovich being like, well, sorry guys, but you know, we tried to trade you and then we didn't trade you. And I don't know what to tell you. Like, I still think the Lakers make the playoffs because of LeBron James, but I, but they're, they're not going to, they're probably not going to win a playoff series. They're, it's highly unlikely they win a playoff series because they're going to face a very, very good team and they're not very, very good. And you know what this goes back to? They don't play any defense. You know what this goes back to? This goes back to what I said for the two fucking full years where everybody was like, LeBron's going to Lakers. Why? Why? It was never the right move. Never. I told LeBron, go to the fucking Rockets. I told LeBron, go to... There's a million teams LeBron could have gone to. The Lakers were never the right move from a basketball perspective. And I guess he just has to be happy with, you know... The shop and, you know, now we're talking season two or whatever, like, or whatever the fucking things he's involved in producing. Like, cause you made the wrong thing basketball wise. This was never the right move basketball wise ever, 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 ever. It's also why I'm almost certain that Katie's going to the Knicks because everybody's now saying it. Everybody. And I and as a Knicks fan, I'm going. Well, that seems like a really fucking dumb thing to do because the Knicks are a fucking train wreck. The ownership's a goddamn disaster. They're gonna get you and Kyrie. That's not gonna fucking work. Like it's a bad decision. But everybody's been. This is exactly the same as LeBron to the Lakers. Everybody was certain it was gonna happen. And then it, I was wrong. It did happen. I said LeBron's too smart for that. He's gonna look at that. He's like maybe he had that idea, but it's just not smart. Here we are. Yeah, but you'd love that as a Knicks fan. Kevin Durant? Yeah. Sure. Unless it came with Kyrie Irving. I, I know you keep saying this. I think it'd be different when you actually had them together. Why? Because I want to be the fucking four seed? It's better than, what do you have, 11 wins right now? Well, obviously we're tanking. Yeah. I want an NBA championship. I don't have an NBA championship in my goddamn lifetime. I know baby steps, though. Come on, man. When's the last time? I mean, when's the last time the Knicks made the finals? The the Two, Spurs 2000, year, yeah, ninety nine. I mean, it's been twenty years almost. I I understand, but making the finals wasn't that fun. We lost. I've I've watched two finals losses in my lifetime. One was a good series, though. Was that one seven against the Rockets? Yeah. Seven. Fuck, we're up 3-2. Are you kidding me? That's a blur for me. That was the infamous OJ getaway series. I put this on the rundown because I want to discuss if Russell Westbrook's numbers have taken away from how impressive a triple-double was. Because in the past... You were so impressed by a triple-double. It was such a big deal. 
And it's not just him. These guys are doing triple doubles now all the fucking time. Yeah. And if you look at his... This is what I find interesting about Russell Westbrook. If you look at... Do you believe in the player efficiency rating, Prano? Yes, I do. Okay, that's why that's what I wanted to bring up. Russell Westbrook is currently averaging a triple double. Mm-hmm. He is not currently in the top twenty in player efficiency rating. Yeah, I mean Russell Westbrook is never what someone would argue is efficient. So, but to me, that's the telltale sign. I mean, it's not everything. It's not every. I, I, I'll say this about. I, I mean, so. My question there's is a lot that, of la- there's a lot of layers to this. Well, my question is before you answer, I'm just asking you: Is he and his game diluting and watering down the triple double? I mean, I think what you said before that um, there's more and more of them every day. It used to be such a big deal. I think that that's a testament to there being more complete players in the NBA than ever before. Yeah. That everybody's like, you know, we've talked like the, the unicorn thing at this point, we're five years away from every team having a unicorn. Like it used to be a unicorn. Cause it was like, Holy shit. You know, Anthony Davis is a seven foot shooting guard. Then Perzingis came around. Then Carl Anthony Towns. Durant, you know, I mean, obviously not in this order, but like that, that was what Durant was a seven foot shooting guard when he came in the league. Dirk was like the first big seven footer who could hit threes. Yeah. But like even that, like, but now you have these guys that they all do fucking everything. I mean, Giannis, like we're getting to the point where guys like that's why that's why the fucking I'm not even going to go down the road, but that's why the 90s basketball argument is like laughable. Just like actually eat glass if you're like that guy still. Yeah. Giannis scores 200 points a game against Bill Ambeer. Bill Ambeer just retires. <laughs> it, always goes, it always goes back to Bill Ambeer. Because he was like the guy. He was like the Mr. Defense. And he, he's like this. The, the bad boy Pistons like the Jordan stoppers. I know. It's so the funny. Ba- the bad boys Pistons are like. Like, like Giannis beats them alone. Like, I, I think actually, like I think the three of us here and Chabelli and Giannis beat the Bad Boys Pistons. I'm not really kidding that much. Like it's a joke. Like if you're in the if you're a '90s basketball head, like, dude, take the beer you're drinking, throw it on the floor, sweep that into a fucking. Pile, put it in a bowl. I hate eat to, it with a spoon. I hate to bring it back, but I think I got a good Venn diagram. The circle of '90s basketball player, make America great again. Fuck you, Colin Kaepernick. Same person. I, I mean, I think t- to be completely honest with you, and this is what I was saying the other day about the the Philadelphia. Like the reason Philadelphia 76ers being good doesn't bother me is because like. The people who even watch the NBA are not the the racist assholes that are like the bottom of the barrel of like Eagles fans. Like the true like the people who hate Colin Kaepernick just don't even watch the NBA. Like why would I watch a bunch of lazy traveling, no defense playing Nancy's? And you're like, just say it, just say it, bro. 
like you channeled your inner Dave Chappelle there. Yeah. Okay, but let's get back to this discussion on Russell Westbrook, the triple anyway, double. I think I think the Russell Westbrook and the unicorns and it, like we just see them but more. I, so I, it's not it's not as rare. No, and I agree. I put up his numbers though. I I just put him up on the big screen. He's kind of a fucking freak still though. No, I'm not guys, I'm not look. And and, and the thing about Russell is the reason the Thunder are better this year is because it's not all Russell. Because Paul George is having a like, great year. But the reason Paul George is having a great year is because it's not all Russell all the time. No, but my- Paul George is the best player on the Oklahoma City Thunder. And last year, Russell Westbrook was. And that's why they're good. And that's why I don't want Kyrie Irving on the Knicks. I'm just saying, Russell... Westbrook, Westbrook. Okay, I always want to say Wilson. Russell Westbrook. You look at his numbers, and I'm looking up right now. He's shooting 24 percent for three point land. That's horrific. It's awful. And I don't know where this came from because he used to be a great free throw shooter. He's shooting 65 percent from the line. He's averaging 4.6 turnovers a game. Now, granted, he's got his 11.2 assist a game, but my point is that, like, he, it is a complete stat stuffer. It doesn't take away that he's averaging a triple double, but my point is, if you really just like break down the numbers, it's definitely a different triple double. It's not Oscar than Robertson. the Magic Johnson triple double. Yeah, then even the LeBron James triple double. Well, I look at I look at the Russell Westbrook triple double, and it reminds me of like the. Uh, the Kobe points per game, you know, it's just a sheer volume stat for him at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, he throws up enough shots. The whole offense runs through him. I mean, of course he's going to get a triple double most games. And then to, uh, to put it in perspective, as far as to, to Joe's point and Andy's point about uh triple double, just being more common around the league. I mean, three years ago, the uh, total amount for the entire season was 75. And, this year we're already at eighty four, so seventy five for the whole season. For the right. whole season, we're at eighty four, and we're about to hit All Star break. Yeah, and that's even on pace to beat last year. I mean, for the for whole Russell season Westbrook, was one hundred eight. Essentially, to average a triple double, like he's got, he probably has to have what forty a year, right? Like, yeah, the, like theoretically. I mean, that's. I mean, obviously, there's ways to average it, but he's got to have you know thirty plus. So he's basically for the last three years averaged a triple double. But again, but it's like it's his thing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's his thing. It's his thing. Like my thing is fuck you if you own a cat. Right, and and James Harden's thing is score thirty no matter what. Like yeah. Now I like. But I, James Harden also currently leads the NBA in player efficiency rating. Right, and they're they've and ever since he went on his points per game streak, they're winning. You know they've had the they've had the third best record in the NBA since that streak started behind Milwaukee and Golden State, and also, you know, you like I know everybody wants to be like, well, tell me when they fucking win something, but like the Mike D'Antoni factor is very important. Who is your MVP then? James Harden over Giannis. Yes. Why? Because I still go back to the value. Like, I guess I still consider it the valuable award. Like, 
be James Harden has basically as James Harden goes, the war the Rockets go. Yeah. Right? So they were not playing great. And now James Harden's playing great. And now they have the third best record in the league since that happened. You know what I mean? So it's like the LeBron argument. Right. He makes his team that much better. Yeah. Plus the efficiency, the yeah. points per game. Now, like, obviously, Giannis has completely turned around that franchise. I think he is the, he, like, you know, I get Kevin Durant is, has always been for a while the second best player in basketball. You know, there's potentially he's going to go to my Knicks. Like, but the torch is, like, he will never hold the torch. The torch will be passed from LeBron James to Giannis. Tell it to Paul Pierce. Listen, I mean, look. Uh, <laughs> when Paul Pierce gets in my mentions, I'll own him just like I own every other fucking. I'm just. Um, if you watch tonight, I know I did, and we at this like Paul Pierce is troll and moron, right? Like we don't have to. He's been doing this for a while. He's now. the rare breed. Yeah, he is the tr- rare breed of troll and a moron. Yeah, um, I think that's a terrible. Terrible crew, by the way. I like Chauncey. Yeah, I, I don't mind Chauncey, I don't, but I, I mean, and I think maybe I like Chauncey because it's almost like his sole purpose on the planet right now is to tell Paul Pierce he's being a fucking idiot. Okay, fair enough, but I just think that's not a good crew. You got to get Jalen back in there. Yeah, where is Jalen? I mean, he's still ESPN, but. That main crew is uh, Beetle and Beetle, Chauncey and Chauncey. Paul and but I'm Paul saying, Pierce. what happened to Jalen? I don't know. Rose? It's a good question. The Jalen Rose conspiracy theory. Where? What happened to Jalen Rose? Where in the world is Jalen Rose, San Diego? I don't know where he's at. It's a good question. Um, yeah, it's in any like, dude. In in any other year, it could be honest. It could be Paul George, but it's James Harden. The, I mean, the, the just the sheer volume of points that he's putting. In. But if you take Giannis away from the Milwaukee Bucks, what are they? You could pose that same question to that squad, right? Yeah, but I mean, they're leading the East right now. They're leading the NBA, right? Correct. I I do think that there is again. There's the Mike D'Antoni factor, right? Like. If it, if Harden wasn't there, and you replace him, you know, and it's just Chris Paul, like the Rockets are probably still pretty good because it's a system. But again, the sheer volume of points that he's been putting up in the last two months when they've been it's it's like it's never been matched. Except by like Will Chamberlain, which like let's not even fucking talk about like why that's a joke. Like Will Chamberlain's fucking thirty points a game streak is like Prano's never lost against the dirty sports interns and Ruther. It's like yeah, because fucking I hold the ball like this and no one touches it, and you, I just fucking you saying you want a rematch, fam? Yeah, you do do all the cardio you want, bro. What do you think, Aaron? You you, you bounce around the ball a little. Yeah, is it a so it's a it's two verse one or one verse one? What is well, it? Well, in the past we had uh, it was we had the two interns, and we we've had every rotation. So 
I never lost, no matter if I was with EJ or Trevor or Ruther. So we can figure it out. If we get a sunny day again. I mean, what's your basketball skill level? Um, I'd say um, I'm pretty decent. I mean, I can I can play. You, you know? play in high school? Yeah. I mean, I could probably, you know, I'd probably be more beneficial to a team right now than Kamilo Anthony. So yeah. oh, that's about where I'm at. Shots fired from intern Aaron. Coming in hot. But so, yeah, let's do it. We'll play when the uh, the weather clears up. Dear God, man! Yeah, I know. Um, why? Who's your MVP, Andy? No, I, I think it's it's for me. It's like really tough. I find it interesting. You're more definitely more of an NBA guy than me, but I've actually watched a lot this year, probably more than I've ever watched, and it's weird because people knock James Harden. You know, I watched tonight's game. Yeah. They knock him because they say it's not pretty. Does that make I sense? Mean, pr- pretty. I don't. I mean, th- like, but like, I, like, I don't think I think I don't think they knock him that it's not pretty. It's very pretty, by the way. Well, because he scores a lot at the free throw line. Yeah. And even on there was a certain play tonight where he scored. Mark Jones and Doris Burke were calling the game. And Mark Jones made a comment how he's his move I thought it was a good point, in, and he was sticking up for James Harden, but it wasn't the most beautiful move from an aesthetic standpoint. And I think he even used that word. Aesthetically, yeah. it wasn't... I, I mean, I find James And my Harden's point was, he made the bucket, he went through the lane, he got around three guys, and his argument was, everyone wants to sit there and say, oh, his game doesn't look pretty. But to I, me, the numbers don't lie. I, to, and honestly, to me, as a basketball guy, like... My, if I were going to critique them, and I think it's an easy critique, the, the it's not it's not the most beautiful game to watch when the ball isn't moving that much when yeah. he's scoring so much out of an isolation. First of all, Chris Paul's back; that's already changing a little bit. Sure, but but as far as one like the NBA has been a one on one league for a long time and, yeah. and and Mike D'Antoni was the one that got away from that. Now Mike D'Antoni is obviously taking the personnel that he has and sure. using it to his advantage. And he's, you know, James, he said James Harden is like the greatest isolation scorer he's ever seen. So he's going to use that to his advantage. But from an isolation, do, do I find isolation basketball pretty? No, but do I, but as far as isolation basketball goes, James Harden's is pretty, pretty. Like I'd rather watch James Harden ISO game than Kobe and Michael on the block, fucking traveling on their pivot foot and taking fall away twos. I'd rather see, you know, drawing four point plays and uh, and Euro stepping through multiple big men on your way to the basket than fucking, you know, dump it down into the post and get, you know, the 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 back it down basket. Yeah. By the way, not to cut you off, Steve Kerr just got tossed. Yeah. Well, the the uh, Warriors are losing, and so they're turning into whiny babies. Have you ever seen him this angry? Have you ever seen him this angry? Yeah, he had two in a row. I've never seen Steve Kerr this angry. I mean, when Michael Jordan punched him in the face, he fucking put a pacifier in his mouth. Yeah. 
Like Steve Kerr is always a mellow, chill guy. Well, if they were up seven and that happened, he wouldn't have done that. But they're down seven in the fourth. He's gotten tossed a bunch, though. Has he? Have I yeah. missed that? I yeah, guess I yeah, missed yeah. that then. The 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 Warriors, they they the, uh, like, and he's actually talked about it that like this is about not getting bored. You want to go to any questions? I, I see a good question here. Yeah, sure. We'll go to. I like some of the questions you had about the NBA season, but go to the go to the board, and then we'll come back to them. Okay, cool. Here's one from Carter Yates. Thanks for the question. How much is LeBron's legacy hurt if he never makes an NBA Finals with the Lakers? In my opinion, not at all. Okay. I said, I mean, my opinion of LeBron James was this before. LeBron James is the single greatest basketball player of all time. He'll finish with all of the, he'll finish with the greatest stat line in history. That's already happening. It's already, if you, if you, if you left right now, he has the greatest stat line in history. He has the best individual career of anybody ever from a statistical standpoint. He also has three championships to me. You know, you can't say, you know, you can say a championship is a fluke. That's, you know, that's always my argument with Eli Manning. You can say, Oh, Oh, this guy got lucky. Oh, he's Trent Dilfer. You can't say multiple. Yeah. And you can't say three. So he's proven everything he has to do. Uh, as far as being a winner, because he won three times and he's been in nine finals. So from a winning standpoint, he's proven it. He'll also finish with the greatest stat line of all time. He His legacy, in my opinion, if you understand anything about fucking athletic competition, is already set in stone if he gets hit by a car tomorrow. But that's why I hated the move to the Lakers. because It the, didn't enhance his legacy. The, because the only thing he is chasing at this point I, I I think anybody that's knowledgeable, he's the goat. So all he's really chasing yeah. is the casual rings hater fan goat legacy. Well which you only do I for some reason you don't have to win twelve because I don't know. I don't Bill Russell's been dismissed. You don't have to win seven because Robert Ory was I don't know, whatever. For some reason, to the casual fan, he's chasing six. Or Kobe's five. I don't know why those other guys for the ring-chasing crowd have been dismissed. I don't know. But, go on the internet. It's all there. Yeah. He's chasing six. Michael Jordan just said it the other day. Michael Jordan's still doing fucking... Oh, it's ridiculous. I saw that interview. Press conferences about six. Why he's not chasing 11, I don't know. But... For the dum-dums out there, the only thing he's still chasing is three more titles. That's why, if he was actually chasing that legacy, that that's the thing. Now, maybe LeBron's the same way I am, and he's like, I'm not chasing that, and I don't care. But you don't... Nothing gets taken away from your legacy, right? You can only build on your legacy. Yeah. This is what I find interesting on the whole rings legacy discussion that we always have. And I think we've done a good job on our show to put it at the forefront of these are all team sports. We're not talking Wimbledon. We're not talking tennis. We're not talking masters with golf. We're talking team sports. LeBron's legacy by the casual, ignorant, stupid fan 
is that he only has three rings. But that same fan will probably say, well, KD, let's say KD gets another chip this year. KD's three rings are bullshit because he joined a 73-win team. Whereas I agree to a, like to a certain point, I agree with that. But my argument is you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, LeBron doesn't have enough rings and then also say KD's rings are tainted. Let, what is it? But here's the thing. And and this is the again, it's the dumb I'm just calling them the dumb dumb crowd from here on out. The because, dumb dumb crowd? Yeah. Like the dumb dumb suckers, lollipops? Yeah. No, dumb as in fucking idiots. Um <laughs> If KD only ever wins when he's on the Warriors, let's say he goes let's say they win this year. He gets three. And they go the next. Only the Kobe fans of the world have Steph Curry above Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's better than Steph Curry. He's better. But he joined the Warriors after, so he has one less ring than Steph Curry will ever have. Yeah. I was listening to Bill Simmons today, and I'm fucking glad he said it, finally said it. He was. Uh, I was listening to the Chris Bosh episode, and Chris Bosh talked about how low-key good uh, – Pau Gasol was, and Bill Simmons said, yeah, the one the time they beat the Celtics, Pau Gasol should have been MVP. People act like Kobe took him to two. It's like the ring counting and the one, two, three, four, five, and the Jordan six, it's like everything has to be, everything has to be taken with all of the information. And no one thinks Robert Ory is better than Michael Jordan. But if you're a ring counting dum-dum crowd... Then he is. But he's not because he wasn't the best player on that team. He was a role player. That's why Kobe's five is a joke. He wasn't the best player on three of them. Honestly, I'm not sure he was the best player on fucking four of them. I'm not sure he was the best player on five of them. From an all-around player standpoint, when you look at offense, defense, passing, rebound, scoring, everything. I'm not sure he was the single best player on any championship team. That's why the Kobe-LeBron conversation literally walk into traffic. I know that you can't tell people to commit suicide anymore. It's a very trying time to get thrown off of Twitter for it, but actually kill yourself. Actually. Like, real time. Like, real talk here. Like, actually die. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I, I also understand the, you know, saying... This guy didn't win a championship. Like the the great thing about Michael Jordan's career is that he did deny championships to some of the greatest players of all time. Now, did he have one of the greatest coaches ever? Yes. Did he have two Hall of Famers for three of those rings? Yes. Did he have a top fifty player all time, like a top twenty player all time for six of those rings? Yes. Did they only lose three less games when he went and played baseball? Yes. Did two. He, Two less games? Yeah. Yeah. Two less games when he went and played baseball? Yes. Uh, like, that's all the the factor. But part of his legacy is that Ewing doesn't have a ring, and Barkley doesn't have a ring. Malone, and Malone Stockton. doesn't have a ring. All those guys don't have a ring. Yes, that's part of it. Okay? But guess what? None of those guys are Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan's better than every single guy I just named. Everyone. Michael Jordan didn't play Tim Duncan in his prime. He played prime. He he played. He did play pre-prime Shaq, and he lost, guys. 
Spoiler. I know you all pretended that didn't happen, but he lost. Why did he lose? Because Horace Grant had joined well, the Orlando Magic. Then he beat him the next year. Yeah, when he got Dennis Rodman. When, yeah, exactly. So when his big rebounding power forward left and went to the Orlando Magic, he lost, even though he averaged 35 in the series. When he got it, when he actually came over the top with an even better power, power forward rebounder defender, then they won again. And that was pre-prime Shaq. And then when Prime Shaq showed up, Michael Jordan, you know, suddenly retired for the second time, conveniently. But look, the the bottom line is that's all a part of it. But I understand saying this guy didn't have any rings. Like he's great and he doesn't have any rings. That's not the argument with LeBron. LeBron has three. He's been to nine finals. He's gonna have the best statistical stat line that's ever happened in the history of the game. He's gonna be the all-time leading scorer. He's gonna be a top five rebounder. He's gonna be the only guy in the top five assists that's not a point guard. He's already the only guy in the top twelve that's not a point guard. He's the best basketball player ever. The only thing he's chasing is not eleven, but six. I for some god I don't, I'll never understand reason, but so that's the thing. But to me, bad business decision. No bad chasing the dumb, dumb legacy decision. Yeah. Going to the Lakers was not that, not the right call. What he should have done is gone to the Rockets and won three and then gone to the Lakers. Well, let's get to another question from Orlando Reyna. Are you guys going to bet on any event during NBA Saturday? I'll look at the odds. Who's in everything? Do we know? It's a good question. I like I like the three point contest. Three point contest is a good bet. I know the Curry brothers are both doing it, which is yep. really cool. I like I'm not that. Not betting on Seth. <laughs> I like that Steph still do still does it. Yeah. I like that either him or Clay Thompson have still done the three point competition. That's pretty cool. Who do we who do we got, Aaron? Okay, so first thing is a slam dunk contest. You have Dennis Smith Jr. Ooh. Yeah, New York Knicks. Uh, Miles Bridges. Um, no idea how to say this one. Hamadou Diallo. <laughs> that was the guy who got a plum- plunger shoved up his ass by uh, the NYPD. <laughs> Hamadou Diallo? <laughs> and uh, John Collins from the Hawks. And then um, I got to pull up. The third not gay Collins brother. The three-point contest real quick. <laughs> The three point. I know we. I'm had, a dude Diallo. No, it's the dude from who went to Texas. I know. Uh, I know we have the, the the Curry brothers. Yeah. So okay. So three point contest. You got uh, Devin Booker, the Curry oh, brothers. That's right. Yeah. Danny Green, uh, Joe Harris, Buddy Hield, Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, Dirk Nowitzki. Ooh. And Kemba Walker. That'd be a fun bet. Throw throw, throw some dough on Dirk. Go out in style. Yeah. I remember Dirk's first three-point contest when you, he had you're, the fucking butt cut. You're going to get hammered, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Every time a guy makes a three-ball, I'm going to take a shot. <laughs> no, I'm not. That would take a lot of Venmoing. <laughs> a lot of Venmoing. All right. Were there any other good questions? I don't know. I liked your... I still like the most surprising, most disappointing. Oh, yeah, Those are yeah, fun yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, Go for it. So who's the most surprising team? I think the most surprising team is the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, yeah. I think the second most surprising team is the Denver Nuggets, who went from out of the playoffs to 
I mean, for a lot of the seasons so far, have been the one seed in the West. Yeah. Currently the two seed in the West. They jumped, you know, very quickly. And now they got Isaiah Thomas back. Will he work? Will they be able to find minutes and shots for him? I don't know. Millsat missed a couple games. He's back. I love this Nuggets team. Again, I I, I low-key am a Nuggets fan. What about most disappointing team? Most disappointing team, uh, I think you got... Oh, by the way, another surprise. The Kings are already fucking looking nice like that most surprising team uh to me at least to start was uh the clippers they were they got out to a hot start obviously they've abandoned you know their their sellers now jerry west knows what he's doing i trust him but um i'm gonna go with most disappointing i know obviously you know, the in the last couple of weeks we have the whole he demands to be traded thing, but I think part of that is that the New Orleans Pelicans, who were the sixth seed in the playoffs last year, they upset a Portland Trailblazers team. Now they're just a fucking dumpster fire, and their best player is demanding to be traded. And the other, I'd say the Lakers, disappointing. Yeah, did anybody think they they were he was going to come in and make them the two seed? I thought he could make them a top five seed. Well, and honestly. And I know he got injured. He got injured. I I think the Lakers are right about where they would be if you know you have LeBron James, but he also misses twelve games. I'm gonna say the Minnesota Timberwolves. I know they lost Butler, but they've also fired their coach. They were in the playoffs last year. Right now, they're on the outside looking in. And I like Carl Anthony Towns, but for all the player, all the people out there who have told me that Carl Anthony Towns is the fucking all the Minnesota fans. Now there's a cat I can support who have told me that this guy is a fucking super duper star. Well, Jokic was out of the playoffs last year, and now he's the best player on the two seed. And a lot of, uh, um, you know, Giannis. They were a seven seed last year. Now they're the best team in basketball. All these, all these other unicorns make their teams better. And Carlton Towns makes his team better too, but he doesn't make his team a two seed or a one seed or a three seed. They're still the Minnesota Timberwolves. They have the guy everybody's telling me is a superstar. Do I think Carl Anthony Towns is a star? Yes. Do I think he's a superstar? No, I don't. And if he was... They wouldn't be, you know, the 10 seed. Are they behind the Sacramento Kings right now? Yeah, I think they are. They are. Yeah. I mean, they had a big win tonight, but I think the Celtics are very disappointing. The East got better, and look, I'm not saying I told you so, but I told you so. Do the Celtics win a playoff series? Yes. Celtics could be in the NBA Finals. I don't think they're going to be, but they could be. Um, yes, I think they win a playoff series. I think the, the those top four, I think it's going to be a very exciting Eastern Conference semifinal. Celtics, Sixers, Bucks. Yeah. Um, who am I? Who, who's the fourth? Raptors, of course. We always forget Canada. And uh, and throwing Lynn Sanity up there with fucking Gasol and Lowry. Kawhi. It's going to be a fun. This is going to be a fun Eastern Conference. That team emulates that city. I've never been there, but they say it's a very ethnically diverse city. 
look at the guys you just named. Yeah. Gasol, Insanity, Kawhi, Lowry. Yeah, a black guy, a Spanish guy, an Asian guy, and an alien. It's a pretty, pretty diverse mix right there. And they all walk into a bar. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? All right, Prano. I'm pretty tired. It's been a long okay. show. We're getting the calls and getting out of here? Uh, I'm going to skip the calls today. Oh, okay. I'm going to make the executive decision. Great. We're, we're at two hours, basically. Awesome. Can't so, wait. Uh, we did have some great calls, guys. We'll get to those next week. The hotline is 310-359-8365. Thank you for everybody in YouTube who watched. Love all the comments. Give us a like vote if you're still sticking around right now. What you got, Joe Prano? Um, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Um, you know, I thought I had a fantastic day on Twitter today. And man, some of my tweets, not enough love. I got to say, the Colin Kaepernick thing, I know a couple days ago, lots of love. That's a, I mean, that's basically me triggering people on purpose. But I had a, I had a couple of fucking... My 69 tweet did nothing today. I think I think people didn't get it, which is sad. Follow me on Twitter, at Fix Your Life, for some hot fire about the Ryan Adams situation, another one that I didn't think got enough love. Really thought my Twitter genius today went under unappreciated. And then uh, on Instagram, at Joe Prano. Uh, follow me on Instagram. It's basically the only thing that matters anymore in the life of a comedian. If you're not good on Instagram, you may as well be dead. So please follow me there. I'd love to get to 3,000 followers, which is also worthless. And uh, <laughs> go to Joe Prano on go to JoePrano.com. I got shows coming up in uh, a few around Los Angeles. I'll be in Palm Springs, um, Alaska. Tahoe again. Just go to JoePrano.com or just message me and I'll tell you if I'm coming your way. Yes. Follow me at Andy Ruther on all those things above the show at The Dirty Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Joe's right. It's all about that gram, fam. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. The no filter gang gang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I ain't about that filter shit, fam. We didn't, we didn't talk about this when we talked about the NBA. The Sixers are going to have to play without Ben Simmons in the playoffs because he did. <laughs> He yeah. died. He went up and blocked Kevin Knox, and then he was put into the ground. Thank you for all the iTunes reviews. We got a bunch in the last week, guys. Keep leaving those. Again, drop your social media handle with whatever social media that is, and I will follow you back. Same thing goes. Drop a screenshot of any of our sponsors. You get koozies, blah, blah, blah. You guys know the drill. Aaron, I know you're getting some love on social media. What do you make of all this? Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's uh, shown me some love on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the support's been really cool. Uh, just made me realize I got to step up my Twitter game, that's for sure. I got to start making use of that thing. But uh, Twitter's dead. What's your Instagram? <laughs> uh, Instagram. Instagram and Twitter both. They're just at Aaron Maharis. You got to spell that out, yeah. M-O-J-A-R-R-A-S for the last name. Um, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get on it. Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, one other thing, Andy, I want to plug real quick. Uh, the episode of Dirty Slides we did, I explain why I want Bryce Harper to sign in the NL East. Why I want him to be on the Phillies or the Nationals. So check that out. Yeah, check that out. And if you want a great, great take on Cats, the Dent Report, and all my deal breakers. Yeah. Actually, it was like a Valentine's Day episode. Deal breaker episode. I, I go, I go, I go down a wormhole of the Tinder heydays. And when Do you I have was, a cat, Aaron, no cat, no, no cat, no dog. No cat, no dog. Landlord will allow it. Right. 
Well, if he had a cat, he would no longer be our intern. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is a cat-free zone. I smell that cat dander on you from here. This is a cat-free zone. All right, guys. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks Tune for the- in on Saturday for All-Star Saturday. Yes, All-Star Saturday. We'll see you guys again. Have a great couple days. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies. <laughs>